0: Former Golden Knight Phil Kessel could be playing in Vancouver for the Vegas Golden Knights divisional rival, the Canucks. We tell you all about it on this hot diggity dog edition of Locked On Golden Knights. best you could do. Your
1: Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Well, hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gollick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That is Lockdown Go the Knights. And we are brought to you today by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the promo code NHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Remember when Phil Kessel followed Rick Tockett to Las Vegas? Tockett was unemployed at the time or working on TV. And he had moved here to play some golf. And then Kessel, Chris, he signs with VGK. And uh, because he could hang out with his good buddy, his good old friend, Tockett. Uh, Tockett was named the Phil Whisperer. The Phil Whisperer in Pittsburgh. Uh, when Kessel played there and when Tockett was an assistant coach. And Tockett and Kessel reunited in Arizona after a trade there. And now these two can perhaps be reunited, and it feels so good. Once again, Kessel um, had been rumored to be headed to Vancouver for some time. And after, when he became a free agent, we talked about this on our program, uh, that Kessel could wind up hanging out with his good old friend Tockett uh, Kessel was rumored to be headed there for some time and Kessel is in Vancouver now and will be working out in Abbotsford this week and if everything goes okay then Kessel could be in Canada in a Canucks uniform very very soon. A postseason scratch save four games right here in Vegas and he could be uh headed there for what for his experience especially uh winning three Stanley Cups how does he benefit Vancouver and we have to mention this story because it is a Valentine's Day love story between Kessel and Tocket.
1: Sure. Um the love story part that's fun. Um I mean There's a lot of important things that Phil Kessel does bring to the Canucks. Um, My one knock on the Canucks is experience. Usually you don't see a lot of teams just go from not making the playoffs for an extended period of time to, (laughs) to all of a sudden, boom, Stanley Cup winner. You don't see that too often. You look up and down. The lines, I mean, Hoglander, Elias Pettersson, Brock Bester, Elias, Elias Lindholm's got some playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Pia Suter, JT Miller, Dakota Joshua, Teddy Bluger, okay, fine, he's got some experience. Uh, on the defense, Quinn Hughes, amazing defenseman, Norris candidate, but not much play. I only any playoff experience. Tyler Myers, he's been around for a while, he's probably got some time. Uh, Horneck, I have no idea. So, point being is, there's next to no playoff experience on this roster. So having Kessel simply in the locker room will help. Having Kessel on the ice could help, but obviously depends on wherever he best fits in, which is probably somewhere on the the Teddy Bluger line. That's the third line right now, Uh, probably bumping possibly Connor Garland. He's not going to go in the top six, I think. You've got JT Miller, Pia Suter, and Brock Bester on that line. Top line obviously is not an option. So, it could also be for an insurance reason, too. If a Lindholm were to go down, if a Brock Besser were to go down, if the team does need a spark from a veteran who's played a couple of games in the NHL. So, it, it's a good move. It's something that will cost the Canucks next to nothing. They'll have to do a little bit of roster moving around. I think they're maxed out on roster spaces, but they got the money available. But it's, I mean, it's going to be a league minimum situation. So, they'll have no problem finding a way to get him in there. But biggest benefit to go long answer the question longer
0: is his experience and what he will bring to that locker room. And Tuck had said that he still believes that Kessel could play 100 percent, which is real interesting. And you know last season while Kessel was here, kind of really forced him on the ice to continue that streak, uh, the Iron Man streak. and I personally would have scratched him several times. Uh, from the lineup, he was, you have to admit, he was a step slow and he just didn't fit in with well, this. He's been a, uh, slow, this, step slow this for a step slow for a
1: decade, to be fair, but keep going.
0: No, I just didn't think that he should have played as much. And then finally, I thought Cassidy, again, he's made every right move with his organization. For That's for you. Uh, and he wound up scratching him. He just played four games there in the Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Injuries is what kept Kessel in the lineup after the first uh, 20 or 25 or so games of the season. I mean, Kessel's not getting scratched early in the season, no matter what the situation is. The hope, obviously, he's going to find his game and things are going to get better. Um, Kessel's season last year with the Golden Knights was actually his worst scoring output since his rookie campaign going back to 2006-2007, With the Bruins, Kessel this past season, uh, 36 points, 82 games. Um, The season with the Bruins in 06-07, 29 points over 70 games. If Kessel plays all 82 games, he might have actually had a better scoring output than this past season in Vegas. Uh, You pointed out that he was a healthy scratch throughout the playoffs, only started four games. He's played going back to 2019-2020 was the last time he was getting a lot of playoff action, so to speak, when the Coyotes had... A little bit of a run there, so he's healthy. I mean, he's he's rested. That's a good thing. You mentioned his speed. He's definitely the Canucks or the other thirty-one teams that put that are putting any thought into Phil Kessel. There's not one GM that's saying, "What kind of speed does Phil Kessel bring to our lineup?" Let's let's be real about that one right there. Um, but it's it's the locker room. It's the camaraderie. It's the experience. Um, Marchessault, Jack Eichel, both had tremendous stories about. Phil Kessel and all the good that he did. And I think back to the story about uh March is so okay. and Phil Kessel screwing around before a game and March is so headbutts Kessel and almost uh almost ends his uh ends his Iron Man streak in the locker room before the game starts. So, you know, that's just one of many stories, of course. So
0: the poker stories yeah. got to me. Those were kind of funny, where they kept making fun of his head and seeing the reflection. And yeah, but Kessel's else. probably
1: the best poker player on that team. He plays a lot of poker. He plays some hype, some high level poker too. That I really can't say much more about. Um, but outside of. Um, I had one more thing coming. I had one more thing coming. It's in. Outside it's of, out. It's
0: gone. Outside. It's gone. It's not. It's out the window.
1: It's gone. It's gone. It's fine. okay. It, it, it so so
0: be. so Kessel now says he does not care about the Iron Man streak. I mean, why couldn't he do this sooner? I think after a thousand, it's never going to happen again. Uh, that's just ridiculous to me. But I don't to be player. fair,
1: Tony. I don't know how much he honestly cared about it last season. Like, especially once he got to 1,000 oh, consecutive games. I thought he cared. But I don't I don't did. think he was protected. He wasn't he was not here. You go, Tony. He was not a made man in the lineup last year. Maybe well, for the first, you know, two months it was this guy's gonna play, we're gonna find a spot. You know, they start in the third line, injuries, they get him on the second line, they get him on the top line. And it just, you know, it just didn't work out. And that's really all there is to it. And part of that, obviously, is I'm sure Kessel's age. Some of that, I'm sure, is Cassidy's system. And But again, it's not just about what happens on the ice. Um, If Kessel is not on the roster last year, do the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup? And I know everyone's going to, you know, shake their head and be like, well, how does Phil Kessel win the Golden Knights of Stanley Cup? Well, Kessel was a warm body in the lineup for 82 games that, you know, did more things right than he did wrong out there and I probably the sixth time I've brought up the positive locker room stuff and all that, and the Golden Knights are really good at trying to have the best character players in that locker room, and having Phil Kessel's goofiness, his jokes, his his forehead, and his hot dogs and everything else that he brought into that locker room, having all that around helps, and you saw the effects he had on Eichel and March or so, and many, many more of the players, and uh, the Golden Knights, I mean, depending on how things work out in this uh, regular season and postseason, the Gold Knights could see Phil Kessel up to 10 more times. Uh, the Gold Knights got three games against the Vancouver Canucks in the regular season. Good chance for the Gold Knights to make up some ground in the Pacific. And then if these two teams lock up in the playoffs, which it seems like a giant possibility in the first or
0: second round, depending on how things go, that could be seven more games of uh, Phil Kesselmania. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. And then, you know, Phil Kessel, I just was wondering why it took – Uh, Vancouver so long to sign him Uh, because he's been out there I think the agent has been on the PR tour I know that they wanted him signed sooner we just saw recent stories again about him he was going to play abroad I think in Switzerland or something what have you but I'm just wondering why it took them so long was it a matter of just trying to well did he have to get in shape before he could play Uh, number one uh, also when's the last uh, time Kessel was in shape uh, good point. Okay, you got me. Listen,
1: Kessel's in shape. I, I've had the the joy of interacting with him actually a lot. Not in the last couple of months, but for you know a lot. I've I've seen and was able to talk to him, and it, it's dude. Dude gets a raw deal. He's he he looks he's he's in fine shape right now. He's not necessarily what what people think, and we'll just kind of leave it there. But why did it take so long? Um, I think for Kessel, it's probably the right situation. Um, I don't see him. You know, at first, one of the first teams that we heard about was the Minnesota Wild. And Minnesota Wild kind of fell off the wagon as far as being a Stanley Cup contender. Maybe they'll get it together in the last 28 games of the season, but Minnesota Wild probably are not that team this season. So if Kessel's going to come back, I think he wants to chase a cup and he wants to, you know, come back in February, March, get, get in somewhat shape and be there for the playoff push or at least get, get going in a couple of weeks or so. So you look at teams that could use that experience. Vancouver certainly is one of those teams. Um, as far as like other places, like Colorado just signed Zach Parise, so that could have been a a possibility. But Parise uh, got the Parise was the one that got signed instead. Uh, other teams like pushing like a team like Nashville or something, Arizona. I mean, back to Arizona, who knows? I mean, these are all. Although I don't see I don't see Kessel playing in that college stadium on a regular no, basis. So no. You know Buffalo so, um, was talked about at one point, thought they were going to take the next step this season. That didn't happen. Uh, Detroit was one
0: of those teams kind of on the fringe. We can go on and on and on. Coming up next is Chandler Stevenson doing enough to earn a contract extension. We get into that when we return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase Game time has deals on tickets just right up until the last minute of the event, even an hour after it starts as well. It's uh, real. it's the place to find last minute deals and seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball concerts like Pearl Jam Uh, with zone deals. I know with zone deals. You pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18 percent savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and use the redeem code Locked On NHL $20 off. Download GameTime Today last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back, Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas where it's pretty calm out there right now on the strips, which is kind of nice. We took our city back post-Super Bowl. Uh, don't forget, coming up on Fridays, WTF, What the Fridays? And Saturday, it's the Chris and Chris Show. And that is a YouTube exclusive. So go to our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights, and please subscribe there. During the break, I had a brief little second or two to think about Man, wouldn't that have been cool if Abbotsford played against the Silver Knights and Kessel came out and played just to get into conditioning and shape? And well, stuff. Abbotsford
1: is in the same division. They, they do play each other a lot over the season. So that well, also I know is there's a possibility if but that's the the, rest.
0: Volley, the volleyball court is down starting today. So we will have volleyball there for a minute. So I thought it would be kind of cool. As we know, as we know, it is a contract year for Chandler Stevenson. Uh, Could he make up some ground here late in the season? Because I personally don't believe, Chris, that he has done enough to earn a contract extension. Uh, Does he now try to put it into another gear? Uh, We know that this has been playing tricks on his mind there. Chandler Stevenson, I think he said something on a pregame show the other night. Uh, And just that it's been something in the back of his mind um, all season long. Is he worthy of a new contract? Stevenson, four points in the last three games. And he had an assist against the Wild the other night. 29 total points and 10 goals for Stevenson. And if he makes a last-minute push, do you still believe that he's a VGKer next season?
1: So your first question, has he done enough? I had a lot of questions extension and yeah. yes, he has. Um, but the bigger question needs to be answered by Kelly McCrimmon and, you know, George McPhee is how much is Chandler worth to Vegas? Um, and then you just ended a question with, uh, with another was question. question.
0: I had a question upon a question just asking, you know, does he now have this closing part of the season and into the playoffs and through the playoffs to where he impresses VGK enough to say he's a vital part and we don't want to break up this team. So
1: Nick Waugh a problem in that. Nick Waugh is playing spectacular right now. Um, it's not a problem. I mean, I, I honestly, I think what needs to happen to cement Chandler Stevenson as a golden knight for the next two, three, or four years is if Waugh or Stevenson could possibly play on the wing. Eichel line one center, Nick Wah, William Carlson, Chandler Stevenson. All of a sudden, are all. I didn't say William Carlson. There, they're all you know line two slash line three centers. So now you got this logjam up there. You the Golden Knights. I don't think want to push Nick Wah back down to the fourth line once Jack Eichel comes back. I know it's nice to be that strong down the middle, but Nick Wah is really showing the skill side. Of his position, um, Chandler Stevenson. I think the best thing he can do to earn that contract extension he would probably prefer if he stays in Vegas is to perform on a line well without Mark Stone. We've seen Mark Stone do well recently when paired with Jack Eichel. A lot of players do well with Jack Eichel, but Mark Stone definitely is one of the few players on this roster that can, as Jonathan Marchessault, and et cetera, et cetera. Chandler Stevenson, when you move him on a line off of Mark Stone, Stevenson struggles. So this whole narrative that was a a legit narrative for a while that Chandler Stevenson is Mark Stone's center, yeah, that was fair for a while, but now with Jack Eichel in the picture, those two don't need each other as much to succeed, and Mark Stone is just that good anywhere in the lineup where it doesn't really matter who his center is anymore. what is Stevenson's next contract worth? And will Kelly McCrimmon agree with that is probably the biggest question right now. It's I can't see Stevenson times. wanting. It's got to be two times something, right?
0: What the team would two or offer. Three, two or
1: three. He's, I mean, he's 29 years old right now. I believe Stevenson is. So you have no problem signing up until about age 32 and then seeing what happens from there. Um, if he wants six million dollars, there's not a world that exists where he's a Vegas Golden Knights. Um, if he's willing to go two times five, three times five, I could see you the golden knights worth five.
0: You think he's worth five?
1: I think he can't. I, I think it would be a lot easier if he would have been on a 60-point pace this season, but right now he's on a pace for somewhere between 48 and 52. But if he keeps things going, he could still get near his. You know, last three season numbers, which have been 64 and 65 points in 79 and 81 games. Also important to note, uh, 22 playoff games last year, 20 points. Everyone was scoring the playoffs last year, but still, he kicked it into another gear. Going back to 1920, so this is kind of interesting. You're going back to 1920, uh, Chandler had 20 playoff games, only five points. 2020-21, 16 games played. Only six points. So you said we definitely saw him take a step forward as far as the playoffs go. Um, it wasn't even more nineteen
0: twenty. You said nineteen twenty. I know you meant the nineteen and twenty season. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But long story longer here as we're rambling on and on and on. At five million dollars, I think the golden knights are probably a player considering what happens with the salary cap next year. As much as I would love to find, you know, see the golden knights find some way to possibly work some stuff out with March or so and Stevenson and you know kick the tires on Elias Patterson which is not going to happen now with what the Vancouver Canucks are doing or another real high level you know second line center along the lines of Jack Eichel I think that ship is probably sailed as I was talking about in the preseason but so Golden Knights want that strength down the middle I think so I think Stevenson does stay in the five million range, I don't think it's higher. If he would, if he's gonna push for
0: six, I don't see a path to him. I don't see it, I don't see it as five personally, but that's again, European. I didn't see
1: Nick Watt three and I thought that was a reach, and that's actually a bargain of a deal now. So, what do I know?
0: No, that turned out to be very good. But for great. VGK, you know, with Chandler Stevenson, he's a guy that sometimes. Goes unnoticed, right? But he's a good Mm -hmm. locker room guy because he just kind of blends in. He -hmm. shows up every day and he works hard. Uh, How much will they factor that into perhaps an extension and looking at an extension? Because this is a team, you know, in actuality, that really does like to keep the, quote, band together. And so is he one of those guys that you need for chemistry's sake or to keep this team going?
1: He's definitely a good character guy. Um, We talked about this in the first segment about the Golden Knights targeting players not just with a skill pedigree, but with locker room pedigree and stuff like that too. And Chandler Stevenson definitely checks those boxes. Stevenson's a little quiet, like in his interview, At least maybe it's just a media thing, but he's kind of quiet, you know, head down like this, answered a lot of questions, not a lot of eye contact, but that doesn't say anything about who he is when they're behind closed doors and the team is all together or the way they are on the ice, some people are just uncomfortable with 35 cameras in their face. So, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but Stevenson, good locker room guy, probably a great locker room guy. Honestly, he checks all those boxes. That's important to BGK. So I think that might possibly be the decision maker. Like you in any business, you always want to try to find a way to get your same, output while spending less. doesn't matter if it's you doing what you do, me doing what I do, or the goal might doing what they do. If you can find a way to replace Stevenson's, call it 55 points next season, 50 points next season, with someone who costs $2.8 million. That player might already be on the roster And Nick Wah, by by the way. But if if they can bring someone else in for that number, then you save $2 million a season, and that gives you some flexibility. Who's going to be out there that meets the criteria to become a golden knight that can adapt to coach Cassidy's system that could also possibly play on the wing you know I I trust McCrimmon and 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 the scouts and everyone else to find that player possibly if they go that way but you know the devil you know versus the devil you don't know who is Eric Howell out there he's a devil sorry
0: coming up next we've got a look (laughs) at the Pacific Division Mr. Garlic. stay tuned with all of us right here on Locked On Golden Knights Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, with some live same-game parlays, and also they have exclusive props and much, much more. Just visit FanDuel.com and get to shoot your shot, like we do every morning on the show. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back on this... uh Well, it's Ash Wednesday for everyone who, of course, celebrates that and the beginning of Lent. And so, I don't oh, know. Do you got time? I, I don't know what to give up, man, this show. I need to sacrifice something. Maybe I should
1: I mean, just Careful with the comments when you say stuff like that.
0: You're going to get people in a tizzy. See you. Out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pacific Division. Pacific Division. Uh Vancouver now with that robust 10-point lead in the Pacific Division over VGK. I just want to see how this plays out because I'm all about the drama. Uh, Some other notes here, and you can discuss a little bit further. Connor McDavid a 6 assist night last night 6 assist in, in an NHL game and was it Anze Kopitar, who was minus 6 in the game at buffalo for the kings
1: i i should have started i we we got hot dog in the first segment I actually i had a had a lunch with a with the with the loyal listener doyle the other day doyle and mika took me out to lunch at my favorite oh. chicago spot so wait, i wait, wait. Where's i this? Did have a hot Where's... dog along with a slice of deep dish so Is that this? was
0: good is there a portillo's there? What is it? Where do you go? Uh,
1: it's Windy City Beefs and Pizza. My my former, my good, good former friend of mine uh used to own it. So but I still I still give him some love. So we, we met out there yesterday and uh yeah, it was it was it was a it was a nice lunch. Always nice getting some Chicago food. But a good back shout to out to the pizza.
0: Paci- nice shout out. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Doyle Doyle's amazing. Doyle's amazing.
0: Okay. Um, any other back- listeners or viewers that want to buy lunch, let us know. Okay.
1: Public and beer. Fan. Can I say that? Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
0: can say beer, of course. Come
1: on. Okay, good. Good, good. I said it. I want beer.
0: This is Um, America,
1: bro. What's getting me right here is I'm looking at the event summary from the Sabres Kings game. You pointed this out to me yesterday with Kopitar being a minus six. (laughs) How could you be a minus six? How? The most surprising thing to me in this, oh, where did Pierre Luc Dubois' name go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Yeah. The most, most amazing thing to me in this game, Anze Kopitar is a minus six. How is Pierre-Luc Dubois even on a game where he plays 17 minutes and, uh, and he's not on the ice for one of the seven Sabres goals? That, I think, is the one thing that stands out to me right now. Um, going back to the standings here, I mean, yes, there's, there's a 10-point gap, but for the first t- – well, second time, technically, it was a couple days ago now, the Vancouver Canucks actually have played more games than the Golden Knights, so – that narrative's out the window about the Golden Knights playing the most games in the NHL. So right. Golden Knights got one game in hand. Could be an eight. Could be an eight point uh, difference. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers by one one hundred thousandth of a point. That's the third decimal point, right? Tenth no thousandth. Tenth hundred thousand by one thousandth of a point. They have a higher point percentage. So if the season ends today, even though the Golden Knights got five more points than the Oilers. Oilers would actually have home ice advantage in that first round, does series against the Golden Knights. Kings, I mean, they're uh, Kings aren't, I think, I don't think they're going to wind up being a playoff team. 58 points, I believe, is the cut line right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, yeah, yeah, 58 points is the cut line right now with two teams tied at 58. So we'll see how that shakes out. You got Seattle, Cal, Gary, Los Angeles Kings, St. Louis Blues, Nashville Preds. Even the Wild are still in that picture, as are the Arizona Coyotes. So basically, you got like seven teams going for that last, those last uh, one or two wild card spots right now. But the Pacific has been slow in general out of the All Star break. Golden Knights were doing well they were two and zero until that uh, game against the Wild on Monday nights. Uh, Vancouver, I believe, is one one and one coming out of the break, if I'm not mistaken. Started only getting one point in their first two games. Uh, Oilers lost their first two games out of the break, Golden Knights regulation. And then actually the Kings who just got their, their whatever term you want to use, uh, the Kings actually shut out the Oilers and then they just laid that egg against the Sabres. So who knows what's going on there. And that's really all I'm looking at are the top four right now. Everything else. We'll just kind of see what happens, but you know, Golden Knights got to start stacking those points. And especially right now with these weird gaps in the schedule, you know, the, the game against the Wild, that game hurt a little bit. That game that game hurt a little bit. so it stung. Golden it, make
0: sure stung. That. Yeah, I, and I still think, I think now, just after watching Minnesota and they're starting to surge, I think they're a playoff team. They'll lose, of course, in Arizona the next game. Uh, <laughs> you talked about uh, Cal 1004, Gary. Uh, Pretty good. Okay, so Braden Pahal, uh, there was a story I read from the – Calgary News or wherever, uh, where Manny Viveros, uh, you know, was the first to call Braden Pahal. Now you get your chance. Really nice story there. Uh, But they do like him in Calgary. Uh, Four games. He's had 10 hits, but 10 penalty (laughs) minutes, too. Uh, But but when he's on the ice, they've only given up one goal. The Flames just one goal. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. And, you know, when Cassidy said best of luck in your future endeavors and you know this organization did as well he did say perhaps you'll have that opportunity to shine now and prove that your name is worthy of being on the cup he didn't say that so also, one interesting He's been a leader I mean, right he's he's pretty much been a leader in Henderson is what I was getting
1: at. yeah I, I would I would I would definitely characterize that um I still wonder to this day a lot why is of the Golden Knights the, fans. Why his
0: name is on the cup? I wonder every day.
1: Go ahead. Sure, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, again, I could be totally wrong. Oh, chaos breaks out in Madison Square Garden. Brain Baha'u'llah was in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. where yeah, yeah, he was 10 in the middle of fight. Came from. Oh, he's right in the middle of this one. This is pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, nice I could ball. be totally wrong, but I don't know if the Golden Knights ever. Brain Paul's been a force tonight. Wow, Brain Paul. Ooh, there's a there's a, a nice little Baha'u'llah. Highlights, you know, kind of coming out here. He's got a new gear right now. Yeah, he's um, got a
0: different gear for sure. But
1: have the Golden Knights ever sent him the obligatory, you know, thank you, Braden type thing you see teams do when they leave? And a lot of Golden Knight fans are upset about that. And I just, I'm going through right now. I mean, here we go. Shay Theodore's missing. Shay Theodore's L- LMAO, Theodore Tooth. It's a good WTF thread. Things VGK has acknowledged in the past: day. Nick Waugh's birthday, Taylor Swift's new album, uh, Cameron, the player playing in the Bean Pot, but nothing about Braden Pahal. So, so I mean, that? I don't know. It just seems kind of strange. He didn't leave in bad, bad terms, or um, no. Sinbin put a video out of him saying his goodbyes from the bench the day it happened, and everything. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, interesting.
0: They Have something in the hockey news. The big one big worry for each team in the Pacific Division, which came out I think, yesterday. Uh, the Canucks have given up the first goal in their last six games, and that could be dangerous for them twice while on the power play. Uh, the last three have all come within a minute eight of the opening puck drop. So, you don't, if you see a team that's getting down early, could be. Again, that it could be well, that's
1: why they got Kessel for
0: that defensive ability to shut that down. So, there you go, that's true. Because he'll only play like the first minute of the game and then he's going to run out of gas. <sighs>
1: Poor Kessel, uh,
0: he's such a good guy. Like, I hope, I hope you no. miss to on this show. I'm not,
1: I, I love Kessel. he's such a nice guy.
0: But, uh, the Golden Knights him. one big worry, so okay. Uh, goaltending this season, usual injury filled script, blah blah blah. Shea Theater skating, Jack Eichel, okay. One big worry is can the team get healthy? That's a good concern, of course. I'm still always worried about goaltending with this team, and I just don't feel very comfortable or confident. Uh, again, but I didn't feel confident last year, and Aiden Hill just really steps up there in the playoffs.
1: See, this is a weird thing because how – this could probably be a segment, but how are we concerned on about a the goaltending? Put it
0: on a napkin, bro. All right, there you go.
1: Okay, tomorrow segment. Tomorrow segment one. Are we concerned about the goaltending? Done. Wrap up the show. Okay,
0: we appreciate everyone tuning in. That's how we plan here, as you know. Was that a teaser? Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's was, a, that's a, was a that in the podcast good. handbook? That, that that we got. Was that was that in podcast for idiots? <laughs> of course. Uh, thank you so much to everyone, especially our everydayers. Fridays is WTF, what the Friday, and Saturdays the YouTube exclusive. Subscribe at Lockdown Go the Nights. It is Chris and Chris. You all have a great day today. We'll see you tomorrow. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Kordasco from Las Vegas. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Take care.